yogis welcome back to another episode of uh, run yogi diaries this is your host santosh shiva i hope you had a wonderful week and you also got some time to play swim bike run whatever is your thing every week i bring you conversations with people who are on a journey of well-being and endurance i hope they spark some possibility in you leave you with some tips and perhaps some inspiration to perspire in today's episode i have somebody very fascinating a person who lives in the intersection of passion and mission he is vijay venugopal a recreational athlete someone who's done marathons under 3 hours and also is a ceo of a leading supplement brand in india fastenup we get behind the scenes of his personal journey key lessons what keeps him going and motivated and also what's behind his company and what it stands for so hopefully you take away some learnings some key messages and some inspiration let's begin hey vijay welcome to run yogi diaries thanks antosh pleasure to be here terrific yeah it's it's a pleasure uh, you know to talk to someone who's uh, an accomplished recreational uh, you know runner and also who's taken that passion into profession you know you're also an entrepreneur who who's running a thriving uh, supplements uh, business in india which is a you know growing industry so we have a lot to talk and learn about uh, but before that let me request you to do a quick uh, personal uh, introduction and then we'll jump in Sure, I mean, pleasure to be here, Santosh. Like I said, uh, I currently live in Bangalore, uh, but I've been moving around quite a bit. Uh, so, in India, uh, I've lived in uh, multiple places like Trivandrum, Delhi, Mumbai, Pune, Hyderabad. So, multiple places apart from Shanghai, uh, which is in China. Uh, but my own running journey in terms of road races started in 2012, and uh, for a period of time, yeah, I have found it enjoyable. I am sure, which we will. talk about uh, and i also like you rightly said uh, have been part of a fascinating journey uh, of uh, building a nutrition brand called uh, fast and up which is one uh, today one of the biggest brands uh, in india uh, so that has been satisfying but uh, otherwise uh, uh, a 47 year old uh, uh, runner uh, a normal family guy guy uh, willing to improve nice very nice So yeah that's awesome so you lived uh, across the country which is which makes you a true qualifies you to be a true indian no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the, the one of the benefits is that you get connected to running groups across the country yeah so yeah, yeah, that yeah. has been a interesting part that is true that is true all right so <clears throat> uh, you know we had to talk about your uh, personal journey and uh, you know your the lessons that you've learned so uh, we can share that with the audience that is listening to this So maybe we should do a bit of a flashback and um, go back in time and uh, see what what got you started and how it got started the whole running journey. So uh, interesting question. I was trying to recollect a little bit, and I would probably divide my uh, running uh, journey in in fact into five parts. Uh, so the part till I was around twenty two, twenty three, uh, I was possibly uh, inclined to sports. uh i have done a little bit of track and field in school and college uh, but nothing of note uh but i used to love distances around 800 1500 cross country those kind of distances uh i mean coming from a a a, a vegetarian uh you know typical tambram uh you don't have strength so you have to make it up with uh typically those endurance skills and uh, those kind of activities uh even in cricket for example i couldn't hit a straight six so i always used to take my singles and twos uh but uh thereafter uh, you get into corporate life and there was a period of around uh, close to 10 years uh, where uh, i did play a little bit of cricket uh, uh for my organization in mumbai but uh typically without any activity you would go for a sunday match saturday match and play and then come back and uh, you know enjoy right i mean with with hardly any uh, practice of fitness 
So it was in 2012 uh, that uh, uh, my running journey, the roading, road racing side started. Uh, so that itself is divided into three parts. So f- the first two parts was till 22, 23, and then the 10 years. Uh, so initially, you wanted to do something different, monotonous, corporate life. Uh, and uh, you look around and I was not the ki- kind of guy who would possibly hit a gym uh, because I was never uh, inclined to do that because I felt it was very uh, subjective uh, uh, in terms of output. Uh, uh, I thought running was very specific that you can measure your uh, output uh, in terms of whether you run a 5K, whether you run a 10K, and it was relatable to times that you do and uh, the improvements that you can make, right? Uh, So I thought it was much more interesting for me. Uh, So I started uh, the first phase of my running journey where I enjoyed the process Mm. Uh, a few years into that, the, the 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 second part of the running journey started where I started getting more competitive, uh, trying mm. to improve my times, you know, going around and seeing if I can benchmark myself against what's happening in the running circuit, in the amateur running circuit. Uh, and the last phase, which I'm currently uh, leading in terms of the running journey itself, probably started two or two, two and a half years back. Uh, when I uh, possibly discovered the joy of running, right? Uh, apart from being, obviously, I'm still competitive uh, internally, have those benchmarks, but I have found running as a a, 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 a sense, a, a place where I can let loose my, uh, uh, you know, uh, stress, frustrations, and uh, uh, a little bit of what I go through in work because by the time... Uh, Work was also getting bigger, so I think I find that uh, as 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 a very good pillar for me. So today, when people talk to me, I say I have three pillars. Uh, one is my family, two is work, and the third is running. So these are the three stools, uh, the the legs that I have for the stool that I live, uh, and that's how uh, running has been. Uh, so that's in a nutshell what I've done in running. Nice, nice. It's almost like, uh, you know, when you started, it was almost like an engineer thinking about running, right? Very linear, very cause and effect. I mean, that's what I heard in, in, in what you were describing, you know, very almost algorithmic approach to running, right? And uh, it's kind of evolved into a more of an art form, right? And, you know, there is a experiential element uh, that you're describing towards the latter part of, and, and that's what happens. And I, I keep telling people, that um, for most of us who start recreational running, uh, you you start with the intention of uh, wanting to get fit. And at some point, a switch happens and you start being fit so that you can continue running, <laughs> right? It's a, uh, and, and I think in, 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 the, in, in your story that you described it, it I, could, I could hear and sense that as well in your own evolution. So, uh, so before you started, right, in 2012, uh, were you doing any form of physical activity or it was like zero to, you know, 5K kind of a thing? No, not really. I mean, I uh, did go to the gym. I would go to the swimming pool to do a few things, uh, but nothing structured, right? I wouldn't go and work out or do fitness for, say, one hour or uh, it, it used to be sporadic, but I would be in touch with some form of fitness. Uh, but running actually took me by surprise, to be honest. When mm, I started mm. running, um, I was probably 36 or so, uh, or 37, uh, 2012. Uh, uh, I, I, I would have imagined running to be a very simple activity, especially from what I have been through in the early part of my uh, um, um, childhood, school, college, cricket, etc. I thought running was something which should I would do it pretty quickly. Right, but the moment I went out there, I think uh, I was in Pune at that time, and I signed up for a uh, a ten k. Uh, uh, we used to have a last Sunday of the month run in Pune, uh, and I had signed up for a ten k, uh, uh, and uh, uh, it was literally a fight to do that ten k. And uh, uh, even running a kilometer was always going to, was difficult. You know, you run those. 200, 300 meters, then you walk for some distance and then you again restart. So I didn't expect that to be as tough as uh, it turned out to be. Uh, so I, I really res- respect 
the process through which yeah. this happened yeah yeah it's almost like uh, for most of us uh, adults uh, especially when we get back into recreational running it's almost like relearning uh, the running right as kids we all uh, are runners i mean you don't see kids sitting in a place right they're always running and then uh, at some point somebody tells you stop running yeah yeah <laughs> sit down <laughs> and and our childhood is over and then we also stop running and then when we restart it's almost like relearning right uh, no no very true i think uh, i mean running is something that everyone naturally does um you 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 i mean you remember the those days when we used to run to catch a bus for example or yeah, or, yeah. or or go around to uh, you know play the i mean you you play whatever kind of hide and seek or whatever you want to play i think it's been a natural element but i think the stop that you'd uh, have uh, for 10 15 pe- uh, yeah, years for a yeah. lot of people uh, yeah. uh, and then restarting is obviously a real i mean a relearning yeah, yeah. process yeah yeah absolutely and uh, beginners mistakes uh, what 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 talk to tell us about the top 3 mistakes you made when you were kind of ramping up your initial part of your uh, uh, uh i mean i can i can remember probably one very prominently uh, uh is about uh, not following a structured program right again uh, i think uh, i was a little overconfident when i got in got into running um uh because i felt running was a very simple activity uh and uh, so in fact in 2004 or so uh, uh me and my friend used to live in mumbai and uh, that was the time when uh, uh procam um, started the tata mumbai marathon uh, or the or those days the stanchard stanchart mumbai marathon so there used to be the concept of i mean hardly anyone registered during those days so i think uh my friend uh, uh had uh, taken two applications one of that for me and one for my friend and uh, uh, uh i mean i slept off i mean i didn't do i didn't go there and do anything so i for me running was something which i always felt could easily come right uh but uh, when i started the marathon journey uh, one of the, the mis- mistakes i did for the first two years was not to follow a structured program uh and i i paid for that uh, dearly uh, in two uh, uh marathons the first one was in the mumbai marathon uh, in 2013 where i did a 402 uh full marathon uh, debut uh but i struggled as as everyone else does after 32 uh, right uh, and i thought that uh, i am mature for the next full marathon uh which was happening maybe after 7 8 months uh, in august 2013 there was hyderabad uh, where again i did a little bit more of running but nothing in structured way and there again i went into the fell into the same trap of uh, so i think having a structure around your program uh, is something which is uh, very important and uh, uh, that is something that i would strongly advise anyone uh, to do there is a structure into in terms of periodization or in terms of back to back running how your week is structured uh, uh those things uh but the second that the other two uh, uh, beginners mistakes i wouldn't say beginners mistakes it's also uh, uh experienced runners mistake i would say which uh, i have seen in the last 10 years of my i mean 9 9 to 10 years of my running as one uh uh you don't do enough of uh you know uh, foam rolling and uh, recovery that you should do uh, because all of us think that running would mean just putting in this in that mileage yeah, right yeah yeah uh so if you have one hour of time you spend all that one hour in a day doing the run uh, i still uh, follow a similar process but uh, i would wish that i keep telling myself not to do that and spend enough time uh, stretching cooling down warming up uh, all those essentials uh, the third uh, uh, i think mistake that people do over a period of time is uh, not to really take care of your strength and conditioning uh, i think uh, somewhere it is very important uh, when it is happening over a period of time Uh, uh i do understand that uh, everyone would not be equal in all the three aspects that i talked about 
but I feel that uh, a little bit of each is important. Uh, so these are the three uh, uh, things that I, I think we sh- one, uh, when I look back, I feel one should lay importance on. Yeah, no, that those those are great uh, <clears throat> great lessons, and uh, I think uh, there is now enough. Uh, I would say, con- you know, consensus amongst you know runners and coaches that strength training is uh, key to longevity, right? Uh, because especially if you are putting all those miles, injuries. Um, if you if you want to if you want to stay strong, you need to do strength training. So great, great, uh, great observations uh, there. And so you went on. You know, you started. You did ten k, and then uh, went on to do marathons. And uh, you started with four hundred two, but <laughs> you've kind of really taken it to another level by shaving off almost an hour uh, in subsequent ones. So tell us about those. Uh, how did that happen? So uh, that that's it's, it's quite interesting because those days, uh, uh, frankly, in India, uh, you didn't have so many uh, uh, sub three hour full marathoners on the mm. amateur side. Uh, I believe, uh, I think, and I was in Pune in 2012. Uh, uh, I mean, one of my friends uh, who I used to run together, who I used to look up to, uh, he did a 328, and uh, and that time, and 2012, 13. Uh, a, a 330 was as good as a sub three right now, right? Uh, because no one had done it. So I always believe in any any sphere of life, right? Uh, somebody has to go and break that ceiling, and then the floodgates open, and more people start doing it. So right. uh, uh, and that's exactly what has happened in India, right? In the last two three years, uh, you have people becoming faster, uh, doing a lot a lot of faster times. But uh, I know uh, around that two, 2014-15 time period uh, to 2016, there are a host of runners knocking that three-hour mark. And uh, people would miss by three minutes, five minutes, agonizing one-minute miss, etc. Yeah, yeah. But having said that, uh, <laughs> in the first two, three years, uh, 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 I, I wanted to improve, but uh, I never had any dream of uh, uh, doing a sub three. Uh, in fact, uh, in one of my blogs, I, I said uh, uh, I would quit running. I mean, in fact, I told my wife uh, uh, that because she was saying every day you go out and keep running and we don't get to sp- spend time as a family, etc. And I told her that the moment I do a sub three, I'll quit running because I was so confident that uh, I would never get to that <laughs> benchmark. Right, uh, uh, but uh, after I ma- made that mistake where I went to Hyderabad and did a full marathon and I didn't do well in 2013, I uh, uh, started following a program uh, which I have said publicly. It is the Run Less, Run Fast uh, program, which I continue to use till 2019, uh, 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 and uh, a considerable part of my runs, races. Uh, uh, is, is is based on that program uh, with some tweaks that I did. But uh, uh, I could immediately sense that I moved from 402 to 333 or so uh, uh, in the next Mumbai Marathon. So it was a clean shave of around 30, 35 minutes uh, that I did. Uh, uh, and, and when you keep running, you keep improving. Uh, uh, I, uh, I think... The moment where I felt really good was when I went to Cochin in 2015, uh, November or so. Uh, they had started the Spice Coast Marathon there. Uh, it was also, uh, incidentally, one of the first Boston qualifiers in India uh, during, okay. those, during those time. And luckily, uh, 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 there was no prize money, so none of the elites came. Uh, so it was a bunch of... Uh, amateurs were leading the path. Uh, okay. So uh, I had uh, gone there uh, after doing um, uh, around 3.21 or so um, uh, in the earlier Mumbai Marathon. So from 3.33, I had gone to 3.31, 3.21. Uh, and I went to Cochin, flat track, but it's humid in Kerala. Uh, but uh, I, I, I surprised myself uh, by uh, winning that event then. Uh, wow. Uh, uh, and it was a time of 3.14, which is not that great. 
but it was those time when even the 314 was pretty good yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah. from an amateur point of view right uh, so that really built a, a lot of confidence um, and uh, uh, i uh, uh, i mean i was looking at people and they were all doing uh, world majors and um, uh, but getting into a world major uh, was going to be difficult lottery etc so in fact in 2016 i uh, applied uh, for the paris marathon uh, uh, I, i think it was in april uh, uh, i mean it was easy to get through the the entry itself uh, uh, so 2015 november i did a 314 and i wanted to do a good mumbai marathon in 2016 january and then i go to paris uh, unfortunately uh, 2016 january i i uh, uh, i i mean i go through a, a little bit of an asthmatic uh, attack mm. once in a while so that 2016 uh, mumbai i had a uh, dnf uh, then then the only goal was april uh, uh, paris so uh, i got into the training mode of the run run less run fast 12 week 16 week program and i believe when you do the training you sense what could come because you start getting those paces start getting those comfort uh, uh, so i was pretty confident that i would do a sub 310 in paris mm. uh, but uh, i think the weather the roads the clean air uh it just got going and uh, i i think while going through uh i felt good and uh, uh the last 200 meters or so when i was getting into the last finish line i saw the clock at around 259 uh, 20 or so right uh so you typically run fast and you know you cross the line 259 48 or so so that was a huge surprise for me uh, i mean uh, it was a big morale booster Yeah. So that I think that those two years uh winning the Spice Coast Marathon and then uh, the sub 3 in Paris uh was something that I uh, did uh, uh, uh and that boosted the confidence and that uh, helped me follow what I did in the next 5 6 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So so I want to uh, uh you know <clears throat> zoom in on a couple of things. One is um winning winning a marathon i mean no matter what time and no uh, take away all of that that's amazing right uh, not not everybody <laughs> gets to win an event so how was that for you just the idea of winning a marathon so uh, i mean it was great to be honest uh, uh, so uh, so what happens is uh, the beauty of a road race is that you have a pack of runners and uh, uh, and and it, it's kind of a uh, you know a, a struggle which goes on for say 42 kilometers right right, uh, right. It, it goes leaner and leaner and and cochin is something um, kerala is probably where i grew up so obviously cochin is something um, um, uh, which was home in a way uh, uh, and 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 they used to have this marathon in, in a beautiful place where it used to go through the by lanes of uh, fort cochin and you know uh, uh a small uh, narrow roads uh and uh, by 21 31 kilometers uh, i mean i f- i mean i was already al- already in the front pack and uh and it was a surreal feeling when you have a uh, uh, i mean it was just a police car escorting you but right. you felt like there was a lead vehicle in front yeah. of you uh, right up to the finish and uh I still uh, loved that moment where uh, there was a, 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 a escort vehicle uh, in front uh, leading you to the finish, and there were a host of people cheering for you. Um, so that was an amazing feeling. I don't think uh, I ever uh, won any other full marathon after that, uh, but uh, I would uh, take that and keep that uh, as part of my memory uh, always. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely that's that's such a amazing memory right uh, wow wow that's awesome so uh, trivandrum does trivandrum have a marathon now or kochi uh, is the only one in kerala there are other uh, uh, marathons which happen uh, not in a structured way i think kochin is something which has evolved into a, a, a annual uh, uh, you know race for lot of people in the yeah. country 
so I think uh, there's a bunch of great runners uh, in different parts of Kerala now, but obviously uh, Souls of Cochin is something which uh, uh, happened quite a bit, quite early, and they have actually heralded a group of uh, runners across cities. Um, I would say in Kerala today. Yeah. Yeah, you know Kerala has been the uh, the source of great runners in India, right? Uh, P.T. Usha, Shiny Abraham. So, like some of the early back in the eighties and nineties, uh, you know, Kerala gave one of the best, greatest athletes to the country. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Kerala has had a history of um, running, uh, um, not so much in um, long distance, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but incidentally, there have been uh, a few. Uh, uh, runners like uh, Gopi, who, uh, uh, who who has been doing well in the last five six years, coming out of Kerala. But I think, yeah, you are right. Track and field has been a big space in Kerala. I mean, uh, who can forget uh, the moments you talked about? Uh, Pityusha, Shiny Wilson, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, amazing. Yeah, and and I also I I also uh, uh, you know hypothesize that um, a the the soccer culture in Kerala. Uh, is a great, uh, you know, uh, bedrock for running culture because soccer is an intense running uh, sport. The second is the the fish-based diet. I think lends itself to <laughs> creating good runners. You know, just my hypothesis, <laughs> uh, right? Uh, I think West Bengal and Kerala probably, right? So, uh, so coming back to the method you were talking about, fast uh, run, fast the run, run less, less, run fast. So, what what is the core principle? Why is it so effective, according to you? Uh, so, uh, uh, this is basically a program initiated by uh, 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 Bill Pierce and Scott Murr, and uh, 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 they have an institute called the the First Institute, uh, the Furman Institute of Institute of uh, Running and Training, I think. Uh, uh, so, uh, the concept is simple. Uh, uh, that is, for a lot of amateur runners who don't have the time to Put in so much of mileage. Uh, can I? Uh, can I? Can I put in more quality around and uh, deliver the output, right? Uh, so for me, uh, it worked beautifully well because I'm I, I've not been a fan of uh, long um, too much of mileage. Uh, I still don't do. I mean, uh, most of my sub threes have been run uh, with mileages of around 60, 65 maximum in a week. Uh, so the concept of, uh, uh, run last, run fast has been, uh, three days of, uh, um, running, um, mm-hmm. where you have one day of, uh, intervals to the two and um, the second day of tempo, the third day of, uh, long run, uh, in, and, and, and put in, uh, with a little bit of uh, cross training so that your cardio is intact, uh. Uh, so it worked beautifully well for me, uh, so for a lot of runners. But I think obviously uh, it depends on each runner. Uh, but I think uh, the concept-wise, uh, uh, it still has the same elements that most of the running uh, programs will have. Uh, but I like the fact that it was uh, pretty simple for me as a working professional. Uh, you get out there, do your quality runs, come back, and I could get get into it uh, every season. Um, just get into that program. Uh, I have experimented a little bit later by adding more of running, just not just sticking to three days, maybe adding one or two days more of easy running. Uh, uh, and also gave me an opportunity to experiment with maybe swimming and uh, cycling a little bit. Uh, uh, so that helped in the early parts. Uh, so that was the essence, uh, Santosh. Yeah, nice. And um, and so no, that that's, that that makes sense. Now, in terms of you've done sub three, so that means you also qualified for Boston. So, did you have you run the Boston yet? So, I ran the Boston in two thousand seventeen, um, where um, I did, if I remember correctly, two two hours fifty eight minutes or so um, there. Uh, so, it was a great ex- experience. I mean, um, I'm. I'm Right to the day I started running uh, as an amateur uh, in 2012, uh, road racing, uh, Boston um, uh, uh, is the goal, is the mecca for any amateur runner. I mean, that's yeah. the uh, that's the way people have at least told me. Uh, that's the way I yeah. believed. 
uh, and when you finally get through that entry uh, and go there and uh, um, run uh, it's is an amazing experience the whole concept of starting at one end uh, running through different villages or towns uh, and ending in boston city uh, is is wonderful and uh, the unpredictable weather uh, uh, keeps you guessing till the last day uh, in boston makes it uh, a little bit of uh, luck uh, as to which uh, uh, year you are in there because i remember uh, one year or two years after that it was terribly cold and uh, 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 it was difficult for most of the runners out there uh, but uh, i think uh 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 the whole course itself where it, there is a uh, a decline for the first half of the race and then you have the heartbreak hill and then you have uh, uh uh you know people crowding on both sides uh i think it's an amazing feeling i've i've done it once so i i uh, don't go back to the same international marathon again uh, because i just want to do more variety um so uh, i i really i really uh, pressure that moment and the year yeah yeah so you also talked about uh, you know your role evolution in in running right so uh, so obviously a very competitive and you put in the hard work uh, and one hour getting to sub 3 from 402 when you started is it requires a lot of hard work right it's not just about i'm sure you have good genes uh, that allowed you to get there but you also put in a lot of hard work um and you talked about your uh, running evolving into something more uh, experiential uh, than competitive and uh, i i tend to think of it as a spiritual aspect of running and endurance sports which is the part, which is the yogi part of run yogi right <laughs> so uh, tell us about that right uh, how what's happening there so uh, i mean uh, firstly uh, yeah you you rightly put it as uh, run yogi um, uh, it could mean a lot of things to multiple people uh, yeah. for you it could be more spiritual uh, i am not mm. uh, that spiritual a person um, mm. but uh, uh, i think uh, it's part of life now um, mm. so you get up in the morning uh, uh, if you don't run um, there's something lacking Mm-hmm. during that day uh, uh your meetings you don't feel that energy uh, uh the rest of the day don't fall in place in some manner right uh, uh, uh and uh, you had a tough day at work the previous um, day and uh, uh you sleep i still sleep for 7 hours 7 and a half hours so i don't compromise on my sleep but the next day you get up and uh that half an hour or one hour of running uh keeps a lot of things sane right uh, uh so that is a part which i like uh because it 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 truly balances uh whatever other things that i'm doing yeah. in life yeah. uh so yeah. for me that's uh, uh one major chunk uh so i still love to have goals uh while running um, you can never take that off me but uh, it's more balance I, i i don't rush into things i take it uh, easy i take it step by step uh, i like to enjoy a little bit more in fact uh the last two years of covid um has also taught um a lot of runners i mean us a lot of runners a lot of things right mm-hmm. so for me uh, uh i i told you in the in the, in the beginning that i'm 47 right So uh, runners are the only people who get excited when they age because you get into a different mm. age group. Um mm. so uh 2020 was uh, the time when I hit 45 in September. Okay. Okay. And incidentally 2020 March was also the time when covid stuck in India. Um uh, so uh so uh, I had thought 45 to 50 is a time good time for me to give one more strong push. to whatever i am doing in running in terms of competitiveness uh, yeah. uh, 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 uh do few few good races uh, finish off in the podiums in a few uh, 
but two years nothing has happened right there is hardly any race um, happening right yeah yeah uh, so in that sense two or two years of whatever you have right i i i i think our initial uh, interaction you said you want to run forever right and yeah. that's your goal i'm hoping that that will happen uh, yeah. but having said that uh, you want to make the best out of yeah. whatever energy that you have in the next 5 yeah. years yeah. uh but i've realized that uh two years is gone um so you cannot mm. stick to your template mm. many times so you need to yeah. experience running uh yeah. by possibly doing variety in inculcating variety which would yeah. possibly mean um trying out uh, a few trails few runs uh few cities for example and not yeah. get stuck to uh that typical template that uh, a runner like i uh, me would have mm mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally you know running is a form of meditation uh, you know and uh, you know i know you said you you're not spiritual but i think when i when i talk about the spiritual aspect of running essentially what it is is that i think when you are in in some form of a rhythmic motion repetitive rhythmic motion at some point you get thought you get to a point of being thoughtless i mean that is meditativeness you know if right. you talk about what are you doing sitting and meditating you you you're just watching your thoughts flow by you're getting to a point of uh, you know total silence and in running that's what happens and so it's a kind of a meditation and that's why you get to be productive you get to be more present all of that stuff right correct uh, agree so are you a uh, big on supplements well uh, interesting question uh, so uh, disclaimer is that i uh, uh, am part of the fasten up journey as a co-founder and currently the ceo of the brand uh, but uh, my interest in uh, uh, supplements and nutrition uh, probably precedes that uh the reason is this uh so as growing up uh, i think my food habits was pretty much on idli dosa and hmm. curd rice by the way, by the way i didn't know that you're a tambram <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> so uh or curd rice for example right and yeah, pickle yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. the staple that you would have it every day um so uh, i used to play uh, uh junior cricket in kerala um, for kerala so uh, when you uh, i mean those days kerala kerala was the minos, where the minos you know you get battered uh, every every match by karnataka hyderabad tamil nadu etc right uh, so when you when you grow up especially in the age group of 16 17 you see people around uh, uh, developing faster right because uh, they, you eat better you eat more maybe proteins and uh, so uh, uh, so I, i knew that somewhere nutrition possibly because of the way my up- upbringing was was not uh, that great correct uh, but then i uh, professionally got into um, the healthcare sector so in a way i i i know what uh, uh, goes into your body a little bit even though i was an engineer and not a technical guy but i was close to that industry correct uh so uh when i started running i knew i could get the running skills part resolved if you to keep doing it uh in terms of gadgets uh the shoes the garments of the world you can get it sorted right uh the foot part was what typically uh gets left behind in that journey right at least for me uh, because i wouldn't eat much of protein i mean i'm not a great fan of even um, too much of vegetables typically the indian meal would be more of rice and then a little yeah, bit of yeah. uh, the sabjis and stuff like that right so uh, i was always open to experimentation right i mean i would pick up an omega 3 when i used to travel quite a bit globally uh, i would typically pick up pick up a gummy uh, gummies for my children if i used to travel to the us or uk uh, so i was uh, willing to experiment and i i believe that one should experiment one should never have a closed eye when it comes to supplementation 
right so that principle still stays with me um, so uh, so even while running i used to uh, uh, pick up gels from when, when i used to go to uk or us try to experiment with my own gel energy gel journey in fact today mm-hmm. as we speak i uh, i i i typically use close to 9 to 10 gels in a full marathon uh, mm. uh, so i've experimented quite a bit right uh, but i fundamentally feel that uh, there are going to be deficiencies uh, mm. uh, in in your life in your lifestyle in your body now uh, you have to f- uh, fulfill those uh, deficiencies now the question is how do you do it and i believe yeah. supplementation is a good way to do it mm-hmm. uh, so that's my principle uh, uh, in the entire uh, debate uh, yeah. uh, and i think time and again across the world it has been proven so we don't need to get into yeah. that uh, the sources could be uh, different but i think uh, one should have an open eye and uh, uh, the fast nap journey started in 2015 and um, uh, for me uh, it, it it was great because uh, i always say that business uh, which i was trained for which i spent my life initial part of my corporate life uh, healthcare where my uh, karma was domain was uh, and third uh, fitness and sports where my passion was uh, truly amalgamated uh, into that fast and up journey yeah, uh, yeah and that's been the journey and uh, I, i mean loved the the process of creating new products because india mm. has evolved uh, yeah. and loved the fact that i had an opportunity to interact with so many running groups uh, mm. uh, so it's been a great journey santosh terrific so so it's like almost that ikigai ikigai diagram i don't know if you've seen it right uh, intersection of passion uh, you know i think there are three circles but essentially the summary of it is if you can intersect marry passion economics and um, i think one more then you have that circle which is what uh, for you that's 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 a perfect circle that you living by so uh, the supplement industry in india is is that i mean is that like a uh a protected industry like you know you have a lot of brands abroad right i mean it's a global brands so how do you compete um how do you uh, keep yourself um competitive with so many brands or is how, how does it work so uh the answer to your question um is that uh, india is evolving um so mm. i think uh, uh, there's a lot of education which is happening people are getting knowledgeable about nutrition in general i think mm-hmm. covid has expedited that journey uh, right. even in the elite category of sports uh, uh, persons the knowledge of nutrition is probably the last that they uh, get down mm-hmm. to and that's the mm-hmm. unfortunate part um, globally i think uh, different countries have evolved experimented with a lot of things right mm-hmm. but in india i would say the journey is still uh, on its way Mm-hmm. and uh, there you can divide it into uh, the elite uh, sports uh, mm-hmm. uh, people and uh, the people who generally want to be active and who want to be mm-hmm. open to uh, yeah. supplementation so that process is on uh, yeah. i think uh, india will follow uh, the world in terms of uh, product innovation product availability uh, etc plus mm-hmm. the fact that india already had a traditional base through yeah. ayurveda yeah. herbal uh interventions etc uh, so i think uh, it uh, it will be a great uh, time for india in terms of availability of products uh yes the brands are coming in the more brands are getting into uh, the sector uh, as we speak um, so uh, five years back very limited now the more also the narrative has changed uh, in general from typical whey protein uh 15 20 years back to uh, wholesome nutrition you talk about uh, micronutrition nutrients macro nutrients proteins uh, then you have uh, um, uh, concepts of uh, plant protein evolving right plant based food evolving right so uh, there are a lot of interesting things happening and i think in india uh, uh, given that you have a lot of new age d2c brands evolving uh people are experimenting quite a bit uh, which is a good good thing now having said that 
the first part of your question was the control aspect correct uh now in any growing industry uh, there is bound to be issues of regulation and you know um, uh, stuff like that so i think uh, uh, it is going to be evolving there is going to be a lot of uh, self regulation a lot of uh, consumers also becoming more knowledgeable um, as we as we progress uh, obviously there is, there is a body which regulates uh, 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 food supplements in the country uh, under the fssai guidelines uh, but having said that uh, i think as we evolve more products come into being i think uh, there will be a, a lot more um, uh, uh, customers making sure that good brands uh, stay the course uh, and i think more certifications come into play uh, uh, i think and that's going to be in a process and for us uh, we are committed because i think a lot of people mm. that uh, uh are are involved in our brand uh typically uh come from the healthcare sector who know the regulations of a US FDA <coughs> or a UK MHRA or a TGA and uh also we have uh, believed that most i mean i think 99.9% of our products get done inside our own factories <coughs> which means that we are able to control the entire supply chain etc uh mm-hmm. but having said that yes i think the question is relevant uh, but i think the, the 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 good part is the indian consumer is getting to uh, get mm-hmm. as much as you would be getting in us today yeah. uh, so i think that's yeah. going yeah. to be interesting oh yeah absolutely i mean uh, if you look at uh, the supplement uh, the 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 variety it's like a, if there's there's a store here that i you go, i go to which you know i'm like a kid in the candy store when i go to that store because there's this huge variety of supplementation from all kinds of herbs and i think there is there are two two levels of supplementation right one is the the health part of it the other is performance part of it right and and if you look at things like uh, you know holy basil or ashwagandha or ashwagandha is a very indian uh, you know uh, it's mainstream now in the us i mean you uh, almost every brand has an ashwagandha yeah yeah absolutely things I mean, like turmeric for example turmeric yeah so this there's a huge opportunity and uh, you know so yeah definitely i think uh, more and more people get into health and well being uh, this this is this is a huge opportunity yeah terrific well good luck with your journey on 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 the supplementation side and it's very exciting and uh, so what next for you on the the running journey uh, where are you headed <laughs> any big events coming up so uh, in a nutshell uh, this is what it looks like uh, so i said uh, i i would give you give myself another 3 years of uh, competitive running as to where i am and probably the opportunity to improve from where i am um, uh, so uh, that's where i am uh, i've done eight eight uh, sub Three hour marathon, so I would like to do two more and get it to ten. Uh, okay. As regarding world majors, uh, because of the COVID, uh, obviously there is a, a a stop. I don't know mm-hmm. when that would resume for me. Uh, yeah. But I have done four, but uh, three of them have been sub three hours. Uh, uh, New York, I would like to go back and uh, and do a sub three hour whenever it permits. Mm-hmm. uh i have to do london and tokyo i don't know when that would happen uh, uh full marathon still uh, hold uh, most of my focus at least for the next 2 mm-hmm. 3 years but i would pro- possibly like to experiment a little bit more about with with more uh, a variety of races i would say uh, mm-hmm. i'm not a ultra man as of now uh, mm-hmm. i don't know whether i have it in me in terms of time in terms of commitment in terms of mm-hmm. uh, interest to do mm-hmm. uh, longer distances right uh, but at least i would like to do a little bit more variety when it comes to uh, distances uh, un- to 42 50 and less and see mm-hmm. how i can become better and better uh, mm-hmm. so i think running itself has a lot of things um, uh, in store for a person to improve uh, yeah. and uh, luckily for me uh, my elder daughter who is 15 um, also competes uh at the state and national level uh, wow. um uh, in 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 middle distances running so uh so i have this joke going around with her that 
in a couple of years, uh, I may not be as fit on uh, as fast as her. Uh, mm-hmm. So I might have to get into a uh, into a into a cycle or a scooter to pace her. So I would want that uh, uh, few years uh, to be uh, interesting training around with her. Uh, so yeah. that's how it looks like for the next three, four years, and I don't know what happens after that. Yeah. So that, that also uh, proves that uh, there is genetics involved here, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Terrific. So hey, uh, we we covered a, a whole bunch of ground in your journey, and thanks for uh, sharing your journey as a runner as well as an entrepreneur. And uh, we're coming to a last part of our conversation, which is a fun Q and A round that I have. Are you ready for that? Okay, this this is this is a surprise, but I would take it. <laughs> I won't ask you any controversial questions. So so uh, that that's a promise. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, we talked about food. We talked about supplementation. But I think uh, uh, one question I have for my guests is: What's your favorite junk food? Something that you like to indulge in? So I'm a big. Uh, junk eater i mean i i, I love my alu bujiyas I, I love mixtures i love anything which is savories you know uh, yeah. uh, i i love that so that's good alu bujiyas and savories yeah cool 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 <clears throat> what's your favorite running gadget garmin uh, which i have been using the watch which has been there mm. uh, uh i mean i'm tempted to say a little bit shoes but uh, i mean it's been it's gone through a lot of journey, right? I mean, yeah, last two years yeah. has been different for the entire world with the with with the carbon plated shoes, etc. Uh, yeah, so I would yeah. stick to my watch. Okay, okay. And Garmin did not sponsor this show. <laughs> uh, uh, you travel. You've lived in a lot of places, and um, which has been your favorite city to run, other than Bangalore? So no Bangalore, outside Bangalore. So in fact, I I I love uh, uh, running races in Europe. Uh, mm. I mean, it's it's just the fact that I I like to to race in cities, mm-hmm. and uh, 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 I mean the few times I've done it in Europe, uh, the uh, the history in in, in mm. around in each city and 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 the other factors. Uh, you have fantastic uh, local transport. Uh, mm. So typically, my wife uh, comes along with me. Uh, Pavitra comes along with me for the races. And uh, in Europe, it's so easy to catch a runner uh, five, six mm. times. Um, unlike uh, anywhere else in in India or in the US, right? Um, oh yeah. Uh, so uh, I think I, I love racing in cities, uh, especially mm. European cities. I, I love the weather. I love the roads. I love the the, the monuments around. Um, so. Yeah, so I've done Paris and Berlin, and I've truly enjoyed both. Okay, awesome. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, your personal favorite supplement? Uh, uh, there's one called a Reload, which is an electrolyte, uh, mm. uh, which I, I I truly love. Uh, I like. Mm. So I keep telling that if I have to take just one product out of the basket uh, mm-hmm. uh, and walk away with it, it would be the, the Reload. And I also think that. It's the most non-controversial product anyone could have. Who would dispute that having an electrolyte is bad? Yeah. Right? You need water. Uh, you need uh, electrolytes into your system. I mean, no yeah, one would yeah. dispute that fact. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, a book that inspires you? Uh so uh, I mean, uh, I've read a few books, but uh, I, I mean, I'm, I've not really. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I think one one of the books that I what stays with me uh, at least in the recent past, I mean, last ten years or so, has been uh, I think the Outliers, uh, mm. uh, which Malcolm uh, uh, Gladwell has written. Yeah. Uh, because uh, the reason is that uh, not it inspires me, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it kind of uh, puts a lot of thoughts into uh, the whole sporting journey. Um, mm. about who becomes an outlier, who is yeah, not. Yeah. And when I see uh, 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 my own um, journey of whatever little I've been associated with in sports, yeah. 
and when i see my kids doing it or when i now that i am in in this field of sports and fitness mm-hmm. through fast and up i uh, get to interact with a lot of uh, elite sports mm-hmm. people right from early age mm-hmm. uh, so a lot of uh, aspects given there uh, do reflect so i think mm-hmm. uh, uh, but i am not a voracious reader so some books do stay but i don't remember a lot of books that i read so that's an unfortunate mm-hmm. part so where do you get most of your inspiration from if not books is it mo- where, where do you get your stories from so uh, uh, for me uh, it, it it is those moments sporting mm-hmm. moments uh, sporting mm-hmm. glories uh, yeah. when people achieve mm-hmm. uh, and the journey behind uh, right uh, so uh, those really inspire me uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not just about those idols because for me uh, every time i sit with somebody to interact mm-hmm. uh, i find a lot of highlights in in any person that you talk to mm-hmm. uh, and you feel that each of them have achieved something which you can take out mm-hmm. uh, but it just gets magnified when you talk to somebody who has represented the country or who yeah. has achieved a sporting glory because yeah, yeah. in some ways you tend to relate to what mm-hmm. uh, they have done in a in a smaller way yeah. um and i get to see a lot of behind the scenes in the last 5 6 years yeah um yeah. so that quite a bit inspires me mm-hmm. makes sense so <clears throat> the last question i have for you which is a question that i ask all my guests is if you made a movie out of your life story so far what genre would you place it in and uh, who would you hire to play uh, your character as an actor well uh, i mean I, this 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 is a very uh, wrong question to me uh, uh, because i'm uh, i'm not uh, i mean i i i don't know uh, too much into casting uh, okay. who i would be but i would leave that apart uh, but uh, if i if i have to uh, Uh, talk about the genre uh, maybe uh, sports naturally sits mm-hmm. uh but i would put a little bit of uh, make it a little bit of more serious stuff uh, mm. put in a little bit of uh, business into it mm. uh, and uh, finally the glory part <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so uh, i think that's where i would put the peg points at yeah yeah Uh, but who would do that role i'm 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 not maybe maybe you you just can hire me. yourself for that maybe me yeah <laughs> yeah just hire yourself yeah, <laughs> we yeah. don't have to, we don't yeah. have to find another yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay terrific you did well uh, vijay on the qna learned a few more things uh, about <laughs> you in the process so we're kind of coming to a wrap up here and um, i want to let you uh, give the last word any fi- any parting comments or message to our audience uh no i think i should thank you santosh uh, i got to know uh, more about you and your history of what you have done and uh, the uh, i mean the task of interviewing is not so easy uh, i know it for myself and to keep it interesting over a period of time with multiple people is uh, not a small job so kudos to you uh, but having said that uh, for me uh, uh i have been glad uh to be part of the journey uh of how running has evolved uh at least in india to a small part uh have been fortunate to be seeing that journey i see a lot of people uh get into that journey uh, uh i think uh people sh- should stay the course uh it's not a temporary part of your life uh, try and see if you can make it a Uh, a part of your journey forever that like, like you have mentioned maybe maybe it is not running but it's more things uh, but have uh, an active part uh, be an integral part uh, and also uh, i think one more change that i'm seeing because of this revolution which is happening at least in india is the fact that uh, people are trying to understand sports more right uh and encourage their kids encourage people around to play the game right because uh, a lot of people who have never ever been part of sports have suddenly gotten involved in active running achieving things etc 
right and suddenly they want to get their kids involved you know contribute to the uh, the sporting evolution of the country and what not so i think it augurs well for the country and i think uh, that's probably something that i would want everyone um, to be uh, uh, glued into encourage people around and uh, who knows i think we have had we have targets for 2024 2028 and 2032 uh, so more gold medals uh, for the country uh, at the olympics and what not uh, and i would be happy to see those successes as we age thank you totally well said vijay again thanks for uh, taking your time out um, I'll, i'll let you enjoy the rest of the evening uh, and uh, we'll stay in touch thank, thank you, you so thank much. you so much